Hey companions, stepping in here for a pre-roll to talk to you. Mostly stepping in here to let you know that the recap for this episode is quite long. It's only from the last episode with our main players, but so much has happened in that conclusion of Wavebreak, and if you're caught up to this point, you've waited two months for this episode because of all the cutscenes and missing links. I don't know the exact time the recap is over because I don't know how long this pre-roll will take, but just so you know, the recap itself is over eight minutes. Next episode, I won't do a recap to make up for the overwhelmingly large recap on this one. Speaking of the next episode, hoping it releases in just a week as it is the second half of this recording session. I would not have been able to release today if I would have tried to squeeze it in, so I'm giving you an hour-long episode today. I don't want to take too much of your time here, so we'll skip some of the common pleasantries I do with our mid-rolls and only do one. Give us your ratings and reviews. We haven't had one in a while on Apple Podcasts, and I would love to see us hit 100 reviews by the end of 2020. I think we need like 20 more or something, so help us hit that number. And if you don't have an Apple device, like I know a lot of you have the excuse to use, head on over to our Discord channel, and you can find that on our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook, I think. You can find links to that. And I have a screenshot of how you can do it from iTunes on your computer. And your computer doesn't have to be an Apple computer. But that's all I really have to say for now. So be safe out there, companions. I hope you enjoyed the guest episodes, but we are finally back to our main cast. So strap on your boots and sharpen your blades. We're heading back to Seek. Last time on Four Orders. There's something that you don't know about me, Kirkle. Well, what was that? We went into this prison called Wavebreak. We got down to the bottom because Astra has these visions. We thought that she saw a lesser guardian down there. I think it was a trap. When we got down to the bottom, we found a teleportation portal. And it brought me to the volcano where the Strow Elf named Hakar was there. He said that I was his brother. You know how you, you heard that I'm the Giant Slayer? Oh, oh yeah, you, you killed the fire giant. I am the fire giant. How do you turn into the fire giant? I, I don't know how it happened. But whenever I get hurt bad enough, I just transform. And I guess that's what happened in the arena, but I killed everyone. It happened again. I threw this drow elf off the volcano and I thought I killed him. But then he came back and he was a giant. He was, a, he was like a lightning giant. And then he knocked me off the volcano, and I fell in, and then I transformed into a giant. And we had a giant battle. Oh, wow. I wish I could have seen that. It was probably pretty cool. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember dunking him into the lava. And that's the last thing that I remember. Until I looked up and saw your men bringing me out of the volcano. Have you seen my friends? You know, I, I don't know where they are. The last time I saw them, we were in that prison. I was the first one to go through the portal. I don't even know if they went through it. They could be trapped down there. We gotta go. I have a small little skiff with a cell on it. We can see if we can go somewhere. Okay, we need, we need to go. We'll finish your plate for food first. Uh, okay. The four of you are on a rowboat. Y'all are bouncing on the waves, heading towards the pirate island. You see Keth, Kurgle, and two other pirates running out onto a dock to jump on a boat. Keth! Keth! Oh, Keth! What happened? Where have you been? I was on a volcano. Where, where did y'all go to? Did you did you go through the portal thing? Yeah, but we landed on a beach. We fought Delaro. He tricked us. We maybe tricked you. Yeah, there, there was no guardian trapped. It was him the whole time. After we defeated him, we turned around and uh, the Mind Flayer and like a band of assassins were coming near us. And then something with the volcano happened and they vanished. Uh, I was I was in the volcano. I became a fire giant again. But there's another one, like me. But he's not a fire giant. He's a, a lightning giant. There was another giant? Yes. When I went through the portal, there was a, a drow elf there. And he called me brother and said that he was there to, to fight me. And the lightning bolt hit me and I fell into the lava. And that's when I became the fire giant. And I dunked him in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling whatever your outcome was, the uh, mind flayer was not counting on it. 
So confusing. What were their motives? You said it was a trap, right? The Mind Flayer worked for Velmir. Maybe they were trying to get the orbs back. I'm wondering if anything that we've done has affected CFH or these constructs or the Gnome Island in general. Y'all did leave Port Greasel in uh, quite a mess. Are we going to go get the governor first or do we want to go straight to Port Greasel? I think it would probably be wise to speak with Governor Foyston. Are we going back for Doroth's belongings? Astra, just fly to the middle of the oasis and get into our stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kind of take Pivac off my shoulder and I'll take my pack. And assuming they probably weigh about the, the same, I'm like, Pivac, can you fly with this? He tries and he gets it off like the bed. What are you doing? I'm thinking if he can hold a certain amount of weight, maybe he can just go fly. And No, I would never trust my things in the hands of this. Okay, fine. I'll put them back. I'll put my pack back on. <laughs> I would personally go get them myself. Wait a minute. What? I'm going to grab Doroth and, like, lift him up, and then I'm going to, like, grab him, like, with my index finger <laughs> and my thumb and, like, lift him up like that. Well, Pivak could just fly you there. Uh, what do you I, mean? I think you might be right. Pivak could never lift me. See if Pivak could lift him. Pivak, how much can you lift? I don't really know. In pounds. I don't really know. Give me an estimate. 200. I can't lift 200 pounds. Two pounds? I just watched you. I don't really know what a pound is. I obviously weigh more than a backpack, so. I mean, I can try. Give it a try. And he easily picks you up. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow, you're really light. You're super strong. Wow. <laughs> Fly me to my stuff post haste. <laughs> my instruments are alone. So you step out outside of Kurgle's place and onto like this balcony that kind of overlooks the port. And he flies up and jumps onto your collar and picks you up. And y'all see Dorothy? <laughs> Just exit the scene. <laughs> I guess we'll see you uh, over there. I guess we're going to meet him in Port Greasel? Something like that. The boats come in and dock, and y'all exit onto the pier and start walking into Port Greasel. And you hear sort of a chanting going on. Like a large crowd is saying something in unison. Well, I don't know if you've, if you've never been to Port Greasel before, but the constructs turned on us, everyone. What happened now? They all seem to be inactive. They just kind of shut down. What's going on over over in the center market? They're hanging people. Hanging who? The ones in charge. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Like the French I'm... Revolution. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to start, like, dashing. Yeah, we, we need to get to Foyston before it's too late. You hear, kill them. Kill them. <laughs> kill them. There are five ropes on top of the gallows, and people are already prepped on them. Needles, Watts, Foyston, Henrier. Hans Klein, and so all four of you kind of just gather onto the stage and like block the staircase, and you see Buka walk towards the stairs. He's pissed. Buka, Buka, what, what are you doing here? Stopping this madness. They are being charged for murders. Buka, what do you know of what's transpired here? Innocent Vilko and innocent Ruo are burned to death in their home. There's a tear God. falling down my cheek. By who? The constructs. You don't know what's happened here today. Do you know who Delaro is? The hermit? He is not a hermit. He is the puppet master. The one pulling the strings. Yeah, he he, he kind of told me what to do when I needed to do something. Uh, yes, this Delaro was a necromancer. The constructs? They were powered by the undead. And in his defeat, you see the constructs now lying on the ground, lifeless. Buka seems to be accepting, but then the crowd starts chanting, kill them again. Listen, Delaro and the constructs have been defeated. Port Greasel is returned to you, its people. You don't need to do this. But if these people still stand and have leadership amongst us, they will do this again to us. They will not, because they will not stay here. We'll take them away from here. You can take the five and y'all walk out. Just saved your fucking town. This is the thanks we get. Heroes don't always get the thanks they deserve. Oh, hey guys. Hey, you made it. You got your stuff. What happened here? Seems the uh, town is in revolt and we're going to hang these five. Oh, these five right here? Yes. Hello. Thank y'all for saving us. I'm gonna look at Kurgle and I'm gonna say, these three clearly have no respect for life. So, I think you could take them back with you to the pirate island and your labor. Make them work off their debt to society. Hmm, I do need some new servants. Prisoners. Slaves. Not servants, not slaves. <laughs> slaves. Oh, don't leave, you don't use that word. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, unpaid labor, right? Slaves. But they've committed a crime. It's different. Because they're innocent. No, they're, or they're not innocent. They're not innocent. Then it's it's okay to make them work for free. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's political. <laughs> Captain Finch. Captain, Captain Finch. Oh, Captain Finch. Oh. Your boot camp friend. And he hands you a piece of paper. I'll take it. You read it, and it says, Bryn Talith reports. I have the black orb. I am in Shandlin. Please come help. We're going to Shandlin. He says to come quick. We must go. Let's blow this popsicle stand. What's a popsicle? The sea, an almost terrifying notion to the five of you. But this time, it's not so bad. The journey to Clanport is six weeks long, and you are expected to arrive tomorrow. Two weeks ago, we crossed into the summer season of the year 725 of the Fourth Age. The five of you have gathered in the quiet mess area as Kurgle and her crew rig the sails above, pushing ever forward to your destination. But before the five of you talk here in the mess hall, let's talk about what you've been doing the last six weeks. Yeah. The first day of the trip, you find yourself resting and still recovering in one of the hammocks below deck. Astra is in a hammock close by playing with Oystrich and it's close to the end of the day with the sun setting on the horizon. Sailors, which are actually the pirates, walk a route of lighting lanterns below deck as the daylight dampens. And then you see Kurgle walking down the stairs, holding a lantern herself. Hey, Kurgle. Oh, hey, Kath. Or I guess I should say Captain Kurgle, huh? Uh, yeah. I gotta get into Kurgle voice little by little. <laughs> hey, Kurgle. Oh, hey, Astra. How, how'd y'all have a good day today? Y'all get some rest? I know y'all are pretty tired from y'all's recent adventures. Yeah, I'm feeling much better. You can call it that. It'll kind of stretch out a little bit. How, how you feeling, Mr. Fire Giant? Mm. I'll kind of look down at the ground. Better than I did yesterday. I guess that's all that counts, right? Yeah, I guess. Did you get you some food and everything? Yeah, you're pirates. Sailors. Your sailors have been treating us very well. Well, that's good. Still not comfortable with you being a pirate. Oh, it's what I am, Kath. I know. What do you what do you expect me to do? Find an honest job. Like what? I'd be a captain of a ship. A merchant ship. I'm the captain of a ship now. Well, yeah, but you don't gotta go killing people and taking their stuff. You could you know, sell stuff. What if I just take their stuff? Okay. Well, that's better than that's better than killing them. Okay. Or taking them as slaves. Don't do that. Oh, how'd you know? <laughs> that's how you were taken in the first place. Well, I mean, we gotta make a living, Keth. You, you think we should just be a transport ship or something? Yeah, exactly. But those are weak. What? Well, not if you. Not if you're on board. Hey, hey, remember what we talked about and, you know, partnering with the city and trading goods and... Yeah, they're going to need some defense there, too. So you think that maybe we just hang out near Laron and defend them from oncoming ships? Yeah. All oncoming ships? I'm sure they're going to pay you quite well. Okay. They kind of owe you, right? Yeah, no ships can enter. I well, like it. I mean, you got to let some ships enter. Like the merchant ships. The good ships. How do I know if they're good, though? Well, they got those, uh, those PVACs. Those tell them. Oh, so like if a PVAC asks that their 
there for merging, then they can give me warning too to not fight them. Or they could just let you know if, if you need to fight them. Because I imagine most of the ships that come are probably okay. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I can work that out with the gnomes. Plus, they don't have any bodyguards anymore. All the, all the bare bodyguards are gone. Maybe need... the pirates could be land guards, too. Yeah, exactly. Instead of being pirates, they could be guards. Pirate guards. I guess. But I, I will say, you're not all all bad. Well, really, none of you that I've met have really been that bad. Saved me, after all. Well, yeah, I mean, we fought you that one time. But then you defended yourselves and you beat us. That was some good tussling. That was not tussling. You shot me. Well, I'm just glad I have both my sisters here with me. Lone lost sister, my new sister. But but she's no orc. How is she your sister? She's she's like my sister. Like you know, sometimes you have chosen family. Like a fooster. Yeah, a fooster. <laughs> what? She's my fooster sister. Oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. Do you mean foster? Fooster. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep lighting these lanterns. Okay. And Kurgle starts to walk off. Well, I'm glad y'all are getting along now. Yeah, me too. Takes too much energy to be mean. I guess. And I mean, she did save you, so. Yeah, she did do that. That makes up for that time she tried to shoot me. Or she did shoot me. That really hurt. Don't get shot by a friend, Rock. It's not fun. I mean, I'm not trying to. So tell me about your time in the volcano. Are you ready to talk about that yet? Well, we kind of talked about it. I don't really remember much. I just remember becoming the fire giant again. Do you know how it happened? Yeah, it was um, the, the, the drow elf that came out. Said I was mystic, or I was a vessel for mystic. And then you just became mystic? Well, after he knocked me, well, first I threw him into the volcano. And that's when he became, I guess he, he said, a car? And he was like a, he was a storm giant. And he threw a lightning bolt at me and knocked me off the volcano. And I just remember falling and then I remember bits and pieces of, of being the fire giant fighting him. Eventually I smashed through the, the basalt and threw him into lava. And that's all you remember? Yeah, that's all I remember. I don't know why it happened. I guess he, he brought it out of me. I don't like that, Astra. Yeah, well, it seems like only extreme circumstances kind of bring that on. Yeah, so far. I don't know exactly what happened in the, in the arena that caused it to happen in the first place, but I don't know. Well, maybe we can figure out how all of this is happening and maybe figure out a way to control it if you can. I hope so. I know that Mestic and Hakar were in that book that Ellie had, so maybe we can find another book that has more information about who Mestic is, what he is. Yeah, maybe that's worth looking into. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get some more sleep. Okay, see you around. In the later weeks, Doroth, you have been assigned to a crow's nest shift to help around the ship. You haven't been needed often, but many of the pirates have been pulled from their duties to help with some maintenance during a slow drift at sea. The wind has died down and the water is calm, so there shouldn't be much going on for you to do. As you walk onto the deck, you look up to the crow's nest to see who you will be relieving. It's Finch, and he's hunched over the railing looking down into his hands. And as a rare cloud passes by, freeing the sun's rays, you see the glint and shine of red and green illuminate like stage lighting on his face. Uh, what you looking at there, Finch? Oh, I'll kind of like, you know, like flinch a little bit and uh, rush the orbs back to my side pocket. Like, oh, uh, kind of look up at the sky. Is, is it that time already? Yes, I'm relieving you. Oh, okay. Um, Looks like you've been concentrating. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I guess maybe I have. You know, 
when we left Gamora, I decided the orbs were safest with me. And last time we went on a boat, as soon as I let them out of my sight, I almost they were almost gone. Ne- never again. I just can't let that happen. Well, I don't, I don't mean to pry, but whoever said this had to be your responsibility? I mean, it seems like it, it is me. It's, it's almost, it has to be me. It can only be me, right? No, no one else can, can hold them. No one else can keep them. It seems dangerous to let anyone else have them at all. It seems taxing from here. You have bags under your eyes. Have you slept? Oh, not, not, not easily. Not, not on this trip, at least. Finch. You have to take care of yourself. And that means a lot coming from me because I don't care about a lot of people. I'll smile at that. That that means a lot. I I appreciate that, Doroth. Uh, maybe maybe break from this crow's nest and a little rest down below might do me some good. Well, I'm here to relieve you. So if you'll excuse me and I'll like push past him. Thank thank you, Doroth. And I'll uh, give him a little Crimson Command salute and start my way down the down the crow's nest. Got Finch. I'll look back up. Yes. Can can you leave me some company? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> You're gonna make me say it out loud. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I just like on like going down the ladder? Yeah, we'll say you're like you're five feet down the ladder. Okay, I, I'm gonna be back. Why don't you uh, stay with Doroth here for a while, and I'll kind of nudge my shoulder that he's sitting on and get him to kind of hop off. And okay. Then I'll I'll reach in my like I guess other little side satchel and pull out a couple nuts and bolts and hand it to Doroth to okay. kind of feed him. Uh, and then Pivak says no, and then flies <laughs> off of your shoulder and then onto the crow's nest and looks at you, Doroth. I'll say y'all two have fun as, I, as I'm going down. <laughs> What's up? So Pivak just bounces on his toes and looks at you. I'll use a uh, speak with small beasts. Okay. You know what your job is here, right? What's my job? You are to help me keep watch. Okay. What are we looking for? Anything. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Well, there are some people down there. I swear to God, Pivak. <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Danger. Danger. Obstacles. Anything. Okay. What's an obstacle? <sighs> um, let's say there's, let's say there's large waves ahead. You would say, no. He says it out loud instead of through speaking small. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Let's say there's ships on the horizon. You say? No. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know, anything like that, anything that would concern the ship, you know, our safety. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Thank you. Help me help you. What about that seagull? Is that bad? Not yet. We'll just watch the seagull <laughs> suspiciously. <laughs> One night, the rocking of the boat hasn't been very rhythmic, causing some of you to stir in your sleep. Thelamir, for the first time after being cursed with this tiefling body, you find yourself unable to sleep due to these conditions. You get up out of the hammock and walk to the top deck. Despite the odd rhythm of the ship, it is relatively calm at sea. A few pirates are gathered near the bow around a barrel rolling some dice, and two pirates are sharing a pipe on the starboard side, and then like a single pirate is working the captain's wheel. You fell asleep reading the Arcane Code, written by a person with the initials KMR. And then you remember, before arriving to Laron, you had reviewed the journal of Cadius Windsworth, and possibly connected the name Christoph Morningrise to the initials found in the Arcane Code. Before you fell asleep, you thought, maybe you should do some research on Christoph. And what better book than the Equilibrium? So, already from your library, you have pulled the Equilibrium. Um, alright. I guess I'll just kind of... You know, scan over the deck, see if there's like a, a vacant barrel, something where I could do like a makeshift desk. Okay. Just kind of walk over yeah, there. Yeah, you just, you find one that's kind of like tied to the railing on the side of the boat, keeping it in place. And I will, uh, I'll take the Equilibrium and the Arcane Code and the Journal of Cadius Winsworth and just kind of like spread them all out and okay. just start uh, flipping through pages and things like that. KMR. Kristoff. Kristoff Morning. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. The second age. It's far before the equilibrium. I just, I just, I don't understand. Wait, what's this? 
Necromancy and divination magic is strictly forbidden in all forms. As Asians and mortals, there is no excuse for breaking the law of life and time. Immortals? People immortal? Is that why? Is that why Kristoff wrote this book and many ages later he was appointed a, a guardian? I just I don't know. I wish I could speak to Remora at a time like this. Music begins to grace your ears. Doroth, the stomping of dance and the tune of a fiddle, the breath of an accordion and the sweet melody of a flute echoes through the decks as you watching the horizon from a window in a storage cabin. Oh, wow! Now this is what I'm talking about. As you get on the top deck, you see a gang of pirates near the bow playing music, singing, and dancing about. Everyone on deck is cheering for the performers and keeping rhythm with their feet and hands. I'll, like, raise my hand, jump up and down. Okay. May, may I sing a verse? <laughs> yeah, you. They, they wave you in, and, like, they, the guy that's playing the fiddle kind of takes his bow away and just kind of waves you in and then starts playing the fiddle again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, run on stage. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll bring out a, a piece of uh, parchment I've been writing on. Okay. It, okay. This is new, okay? <sighs> All right, and I'll wait for the beat to come around. Okay. And I'll just be like, uh, he had a job because he was able to build some robots and keep them stable. She had a home and two offsprings. She treated them well, like kings and queens. And then we came asking, finding what's true. We were on the run when the law came through. They burned them alive. They cried and they cried. Why, why, why? Are we the bad guys? <laughs> The music kind of stops right before the why are we the bad guys? <laughs> and they all kind of look at you. And I'm going to look around at them. And then they just start playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run off stage. I did not expect that. <laughs> you, you run off stage and hide. Yeah, that was not a good one. Asher and Keth, after some much-needed rest, the two of you find yourselves prepping for a new adventure in your homelands. Some of your prep work is sparring with each other on the top deck over the weeks and sorting your gear that you still have. And part of the gear sorting involves reviewing two magical items you found. Thelamir guided you, Astra, on connecting your gem of the cloak to your shield previously, but you could use some guidance with the process again since Keth also needs assistance. The two of you find Thelamir lying in a hammock below deck, curled up with a book. And at this point, since it's been a couple of weeks since mm -hmm. we've uh, moved on, I've got my, I'm not as unkempt as I was. Okay. Uh, I've got my hair pulled back, like classic, classic Keth. Have you shaved? I've, I've got it like chopped down a little bit. Okay. Hey, uh, hey Thelamir. Oh, hey Keth. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Just reading. Well, we, we found some stuff, uh, you know, over the past few weeks, um, you know that gem that I had you look at? Uh, yes, the one we found in the prison. Yeah, that one. And then you had something too, right? Yeah, That's the Delaro's wand that I found on his person. Uh, yes, the one that tipped his wand. And his necklace, I believe. Yeah, I was wondering if you could help us. Uh, I can take a look, certainly. I'll extend my hands and get up out of my hammock. Okay. And uh, beckon for the items they wish to have me inspect. I'll hand him the gem. Okay. After you do some review, Thelamir, you find out that the kite, Topaz, I think I called it a pendant, like we had talked about, a weapon bonding pendant. Mm -hmm. And if you soul bind it to an item, you can use it as if it was the Eldritch Knight's weapon bond. And it also gives the weapon a magical property so that it's not non-magical bludgeoning attacks. Magical bludgeoning attacks. Oh, yeah, like for resistance purposes, yes. it's magical. Okay. And then the wand is a, a spell attack with the wand, and it does 2d8 plus 4 necrotic damage. That's really all there is to it, but it does require soul binding. The wand is just a 2d4 
one that requires soul binding? 2d8 plus four. 2d8 plus four, okay. Uh, necrotic damage, soul binding wand. Okay. Well, this here, um, it will allow you to summon any weapon you, you choose. Just out of thin air, it appears. Oh, do I have to, like, attach it to my weapon like she did with hers? Uh, yes, it will be soul bound, and it will only work for that specific weapon. Oh, okay. Um, I can do it for you if you'd like, but okay, be, be yeah. sure on your weapon. I'll pull out the uh, what I call it the, the skull smasher, the skull shatterer. That was the mace, actually. I don't know if you named the spine shatter. That's spine what shatter. it was. It was the skull smasher and the spine shatter. <laughs> so I'll hand him the uh, the spine shatter and the uh, oh, you're about to get him. So I'll hand him the spine shatter. All right, okay, sit down. You're the one that has to do this. I'm just gonna coach you through it. Oh, okay. And I'll extend both of them back to Keth. I'll take them in my hands. Right, it's going to take a minute, and it's going to take a, a good bit of focus, so just sit here, concentrate okay. on the item All and right. the weapon, and just think. Wait, what do I think about? The, the gem and the weapon. Oh, okay. Where on the... So we'll picture the hammer, like kind of like a sledgehammer. Where on the hammer do you want to put the gem? Hmm. Like on the side? I was thinking on the side, but it would be, it would be disproportionate. Man. <laughs> I would need another on the other side to make it equal. Exactly. People always ask me why I don't wear a watch. It's because I want my arms to weigh the same. <laughs> what kind of gem is it? Topaz? It's a topaz. It's about this big. About, I guess, three inches. Like, it's, like an- it's a kite shape, like a classic kite shape, but it's three inches on each side. I guess if it was uh, like a, a hammer. Dude, it's like the back of the shape. hammer, like the pointy end. Well, I was thinking like the top, the very top of it, where okay. I'm probably not going to hit yeah. anybody with it. Unless you like jab in a lunging format, yeah. but either that know. or somewhere near the hilt, because I mean you are summoning the weapon. That kind of just makes sense in my head. But it, you know, just think about it, Kath. Think about it. <laughs> I'll I'll start to uh, try to put the gem like on the hammer as I'm like staring very <laughs> very intently at it. It's good. Yes. <laughs> Do that for an hour. It's good. You're thinking about it. Now envision the gem in that particular spot. Oh, okay. And I'll focus. Very hard. All right. And Astra, uh, you've done it before. Now that Felomir's kind of taught him and you've kind of refreshed yourself, are you going to soul bind to the wand? Yes. Okay. And we'll say the hour goes by and y'all have successfully soul bound the items. And Keth, that's your first soul bound item? I think the spine shatter was a, the Warhammer's a, was soul bound. What wasn't it? Well, if it was, uh, this will count as one. Then. If you're putting okay. the two on there, it'll yeah, just count as one. I don't cool. think it was. It was just a plus two. I think it was just a plus two masterwork hammer. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then Astra, what you got going on soulbound wise? I know you got that now, the cloak of the gem. Or yeah. the gem, gem of the cloak. Gem of the cloak. That's it. Okay. All right. So once uh, once I guess we finish soulbinding the items, the gem like it magically it's attached. attaches to the, the hammer. Yeah. And where did you want to put it? I guess I'll put it at like the top. Okay. I, I look at it. I'm like, whoa. And then I kind of look over at Philomir and I drop it. And then I run like to the other side of the ship. And then I'm going to try to try to like summon it. All right. Give me an arcane check to learn. Arcana check. Three. All right. Yeah, you <laughs> summon it and it like disappears from its current location and then appears in yours. But like the staff, like you're holding the, what's the, you're is choked it choked up too much? The the bottom of the, the pommel? Is that, is that? Pommel. Pommel. The pommel. So you're basically like grabbing with your index and thumb just the pommel, and it falls over quickly, and you you basically didn't grab it, right? Whoa! <laughs> and then I'm just gonna stand there and try to like conjure it from where I am. All right, just straight up. It comes straight, like it uh, just disappears from where it's at, and immediately appears in your hand, and you catch it that time. Whoa! And I'm gonna look over at uh, Aster, and I'm gonna say, I'm. I'm a magic man now, too! <laughs> so we all know where this has to lead. There's a huge battle, and then Keth is, like, down or whatever, and then Astra, oh, like, yeah. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go tell Kurgle. No, I'll uh, run off. I'll just be uh, snickering in the background. <laughs> Thanks for helping us, Felomir. Of course, anytime. I haven't seen him that happy in a little while. Yes, I'm sure that'll be quite entertaining for him for a minute. Hey, do do you have some books I could perhaps borrow? Uh, Sure, what kind of books? I'm kind of annoyed that um, I was tricked by Dolaro. Ah, yes. Kind of want to see if there's a way to maybe read emotions whenever I'm having visions so that I can 
tell whether or not I'm being tricked. Hmm. Well, I believe there are a few spells that do something to that effect. I'm familiar with detecting thoughts, even. I've done so in the past. Um, and I believe there's ways to read people's motives, just in general. Mm-hmm. Give me a moment. I'll pull out my library, okay. open it up, and walk in, and I'll pull out a couple spell, anything that would be appropriate, like a detect thoughts or a detect Would you just pull some like, wizard spell books from that encyclopedia of yours? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the spells I recall are somewhere in these issues, these volumes. Okay. Thank um, you. Certainly. If you need any help finding them any further, just let me know. Close the library up and lay back in the hammock. All right. There's a splash coming from the ocean. As I've just thrown my Warhammer <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> and I yell, watch it, watch it. And then I conjure it back. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> so does it like come flying at your hand? Like no, a, it, it just disappears. Phases phases into his hand. Okay, okay. Thelmir, you're thinking about your recent encounter, and after seeing the Mind Flayer for the first time, because you were dealing with the Arcane Well the first time the Mind Flayer showed up, you have decided to research their kind a little further. I guess, um, we'll say this was this was maybe like a few minutes after Astra and Keth left me. Okay. Um, I'll pull my uh, my pocket library back out and just start going through the book, see if, I, see if I can find anything that Remora may have left me. Okay. So you look through your books, and you see The Darkest Night, you see the Equilibrium, you see the Falul, you see the School of Planar Learning Handbook, you see the Arcane Code, and you're missing some volumes right now, but you have the nine-set Encyclopedia of Wizard Spells, and then you have Delaro's Spellbook. I don't know if you remember you had that. And then the Book of Vorin. But none of that seems to fit what you're looking for in terms of researching Mind Flayers. Okay, and I know that Remora had left me a few books as well. I was kind of graze over those to see if any of those ring a bell. Looking through, it's basically just, we'll say like there's a, a book that kind of, like a book for each nation. It kind of like gives a brief summary of what's going on with the nations. And there is some history to uh, the early years of the fourth age, but that's really about it. I don't think any of these are going to do. Oh, we'll say there's like an alchemy training thing too. Like there's an alchemy handbook. I don't know where I can get any books around here. Only there was some way I could contact Remora. I feel like I need to update him on our progress, regardless if he doesn't already know. Hmm. I'll run out of the library and I want to use my awakened mind. Like, I, I want to try to talk to Remora. My target has to be within 30 feet of me, but I mean, he gave me this power, right? He's got to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's big brother. <laughs> He's a big brother. So I'm just going to use my awakened mind and be like, hello? Give me an arcana check. 24. Okay. You hear in your head, Oh, you've, you've learned to reach out to me. I'll do a little fist pump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Remora, is that you? Yes. This link will be very short. We won't be able to do it often. But how did you figure this out so quickly? Some of my most prestigious warlocks don't even know how to do this. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just tried. Um, um... Oh, yes, hurry. I'll just ruffle through whatever papers are probably in my hand. Um, well, uh, we solved the imbalance in, in the run, I think. Very good, very good. There's a lot of undead. Um, however, there was, uh, apparently, my companions, when I was in the Arcane Well, they fought a, a Mind Flayer, that, this Velmir character. Oh, no. And I was, I was, I, we saw him again in, in the run, and I was, I wanted to try to do some research on them, but I, I don't have any books that will allow me to do so. Hmm. And I think I know who that is. Who this... So you need books on mind flares and deep speech, I'm assuming. Ideally, yes. All right. I will see what I can do for you. But you really need to stay away from... Damn it. <laughs> yes. Hello? <laughs> stay away from who? We get to do it to Felomir directly now. <laughs> Remora, where are you? Drats.
One night, just after supper, Astra, you head down to the lowest storage deck to find some quiet. What is it that Astra's feeling right now? I know we just talked about how you think you're being kind of... You're, you're upset that you got betrayed by a lesser guardian, but how has that bothered you? Well, it's made me realize that not all lesser guardians are awesome. So you bring the wizard spell book that you borrowed from Felomir and some a little snack of berries and fruits for Oystrich, and you find a dark corner and light the area with a lantern. And you make a small little bed for Oystrich and settle in to read the spell book. And what is it that you find? Since I already have, like, calm emotions, I was trying to figure out a connection to where I could maybe read emotions. Detect thoughts? Detect thoughts, Okay, I guess. Uh, that is definitely a wizard spell. I don't know if it's a cleric one. I would imagine it is. Uh, no. Bard, sorcerer, wizard. Detect huh. thoughts. Yeah. Second level divination. Yep. Could have had it. So it is in the wizard spellbook. You know that it's something that you could learn, uh, but it's not something you can learn with your current path that you've chosen for Astra. There is, however, detect uh, evil and good. That's true. Which is a first level cleric or paladin spell. Yeah. For the record. That's true. What are you trying to do? I guess just figure out how I would cast a spell while having a vision. So you like want to combine your visions that you have with like to make it kind of a hybrid thing where you can maybe react with maybe like lucid dreaming like I can kind of have a say okay so what we do whenever you're practicing divination is we do a arcana check I believe okay and if you want to try and combine like this process and kind of see if you can manipulate the arcana surrounding this vision that's connecting the two people, you and whoever's giving you the vision, let's do an arcana check and see if that works out for you. It takes quite a bit of energy, so I won't say you'll be able to practice this more than one check. Okay. So you want this to be high. I'm going to roll with advantage by using Tides of Chaos. All right. Um, that is arcana. Well, I have a five, so... 17. 17. All right. I'm going to roll a percentile for myself. <laughs> 95. All right. <laughs> you make it work. You learn to cast, I guess we'll say, spells that you can detect thoughts or alignments or yeah, emotions more. during the vision. So if you spend a spell slot to do a spell that you can use in that sense I will say you can do it it's not going to be anything like you can't I would say like even maybe locate object could work in it like you could locate the place that the person is okay just um, by seeing just by having that arcane connection like you can basically trace it like finding an IP address destination in cyber area like finding where the location of an IP address is basically okay but at magic speed hacked into the mainframe. You hacked yes. into the mainframe. Nice. Dark web. Okay. After finding that out, I am also going to continue researching the wizard rainbow books and... Wizard spell books. Wizard spell books. Whatever. Um, there is such thing as a wizard's rainbow. Yes, there is. Um, these are just wizard, books, wizard spell books. I'm going to see if there's any like uh, divination or evocation, conjuration, whatever, spells to help me. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> and just any spell. Any spell. One that I don't have um, that might help me better connect with Oystridge. Okay. Uh, give me a arcana check. 18. All right. Yeah, you find the perfect one. Find familiar. It's not something you can learn as a sorcerer or a cleric, but it would link you to... Oystrich. There could be a way to do it. Maybe you can find a scroll of Find Familiar or something like that to make that link a magical connection. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to do while you're practicing down here? I don't believe so. Nope. Um, I guess after I'm done with that, I will find Felmir to return his books. Okay.
It's lunchtime, the final day of travel. Tomorrow, at some point in the day, you will be arriving in Clanport. Finch, you have just finished your meal, and you sit at a table with parchment, your flintlock, and an inkwell with pen. Is uh, pen mirror Governor Foyston in this mess hall anywhere? <laughs> uh, we'll say that, yeah, they just kind of linger around the boat, and if yeah. you're trying to catch one of them or... I don't need to. It just popped in my head, and so I just wondered yeah, where they were on this boat. Yeah, they're there. They're just hanging out. Okay. Captain Gate, my companions and I have officially stabilized the imbalance in the Ron. Wait, what are you doing? I'm writing the, uh... <laughs> Let the listeners... <laughs> well, you said it. You sit down with a piece of parchment paper and ink and quill. What, so... are, you, what are you doing with this parchment ink quill and pen? I'm going to write the Crimson <laughs> Command report to Captain Gate <laughs> back in Gamora. All right. Go for it. Captain Gate, my companions and I have officially stabilized the imbalance in the Ron. A man named Delara was ruling with an iron fist, using necromancy to power an abundance of constructs, and striking fear into any that opposed him. While our immediate foe has been vanquished, we may not have left the Laron in any better shape than when we found it. However, I do believe it now has a brighter future in store despite what has happened, but only time will tell. Just before we took our leave of Luron, Outpost Sergeant Dubro delivered me a letter from Master Scout Bryn Talith, Keeper of Lunalia. He says he is holed up in Shandlin with the Black Orb in his possession. We are now en route to Clanport, where we will begin our journey to Shandlin. In this package, attached along with the letter, you will find something that I believe will give the Crimson Command the upper hand in the never-ending battle to keep Asus free and safe. It is called a Flintlock and was developed at Ludwig's Alchemy in Laron, along with many other variations of the kind. I recommend that you find a smith capable of reconstructing this weapon, and that you request the help of Chismrism in recreating the remaining shots that I have also included. I will report back once I have arrived in Shandlin and found Bren, Master Scout Finch. All right, so we're gonna... We're gonna arm up the Crimson Command. Yeah, what kind of yeah, reprints like uh, when the U.S. sailed to Japan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, they're already making them. Bringing America to Ace. (laughs) 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 I I might kind of, like, look around below deck at some point to see if I can find, like, just some uh, stuff that they stored, stuff on that's now empty, like a small box and maybe some hay that would keep the flintlock from breaking that I can just go ahead and have it packed up and ready to go with the letter. Yeah, we'll say that you find, like, all the proper things to keep it safe and travel. Cool. And it goes from there whenever we get to... Clanport, you'll need to find, start looking for a Crimson Command outpost to break that work. I'm gonna go see what Keth's doing. We'll say that he's up on the boat, top deck, throwing his hammer into the water and summoning it back. <laughs> I'm just, at this point, I've shown everyone that I care about, so I'm just showing like random pirates, like, hey, watch this! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to let him have this for a while, so forget about it. Okay, so you go up to the top <laughs> deck and you see how joyful he is, and you decide to just let it sit. That brings us to our current time, with the five of you sitting together at a table in the small mess hall of Hurdle Ship, the night before you arrive in Clayport. So guys, I've, I've been thinking... If there's something inside of me that, that makes me turn into the fire giant, then I didn't kill all those people, right? It, it was Mestic that did it. Yes, that that's that's true. You, Sounds you, logical. You weren't uh, in your right mind when Mestic did it. You had no control over it, so you're not to blame. Yeah. That's not really how the law works. What, what do you mean? Like, okay, say I, right now at this table, were to just snap. And attack all of you. And then when I'm sitting in prison, you bring me to trial and I say, I wasn't in my right mind. Am I still guilty? Well, I think we're... Yes! Well, I mean, I unwillingly almost, and maybe even did kill our friend Felomir here. I I wasn't in my right mind. I certainly had no control over those actions. Yeah, it was magic. I can understand where he's coming from here. And I mean... I think Keth is speaking more morally as opposed to lawfully. Yeah. I'll just cross my arms. Well, um, Keth, I was actually thinking, I mean, I've been getting better at divination magic. Maybe we could 
you know, sit down one night and, I don't know, maybe channel some things and uh, find out what's going on with you. I'm going to go ahead and say this sounds like a terrible idea. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe if... Speak to the beast within. <laughs> Seek out, Hecka. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. You mean, like, try to talk to this mystic guy? I mean, that or, I, I don't know, explore your mind. Maybe try to remember something from when you were... Mystic? Yeah, I could, I could help. I mean, either way, it's worth exploring to maybe find anything so that we know more and maybe you could figure out how to control it and actually use it in a useful manner. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Am I crazy? I'm, this, <laughs> no, I, this one sounds a little risky to me. Um, <laughs> risky, yes, but uh, the results could be useful. Yeah, imagine if I could just turn into the fire giant when I wanted to. So do you remember anything at all when you turn? Just just bits and pieces. It's mostly hazy. Yeah, I don't know. Just make sure I'm at least 30 miles away when you guys attempt this. 30 miles? That's a long way. We'll make sure we're in a different room. It's long enough. A different room's not going to cut Well, it. hey, perhaps. Well, I guess... Lemon's tiny hut you can pass out of. I was going to say maybe that would protect. It would. I mean, if he's in it, it would work. Yeah. Hey, if if everybody's in it while we're doing that, that might work. You know, your hut. At least for 24 hours. Eight hours. Eight hours. Or I could just cast water breathing and we can go underwater. Ooh. This is true. Hey, maybe we can just throw Mustic in the water and he'll go out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? <laughs> so we'll be safe and you and your rat will die. And you're fine with this. No, no one's gonna die. Well, maybe your uh, water elemental friend from Yen might be able to help you. In case things were to go awry, he could he could recommend some good... Uh, <laughs> he could, yeah, he could good, douse uh, the flames. He you could know? TV shows. He could spit on you. <laughs> well, okay, so the last two times that Mestic has shown up, it's whenever Keth is unconscious, right? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be fighting anyone. So The last two times it happened. I think it would be safe to at least explore. Uh, can you recall if something happened in Athern to trigger this first transformation? Oh, I don't remember much about that. That's that's when I thought I killed the fire giant. Hmm. Well, I'm sure something must have happened then. I would think so. Well, something did. Something interesting did happen to me on this voyage. Oh? Astra, you might find it interesting as well. I had a, uh, a connection with Remora. Remora? Yes. I spoke to him and he responded. A vision? Yeah, like your visions. Um, It was a short and weak connection, but I did communicate with him nonetheless. What did he say? Well, I was was in my library looking for some some reading material on mind flayers. Um, The one we saw in Laron, you all said it was the same one you fought in Mithron. Yeah. Um, I was seeing if... I could just find any information on them and could not. And then I attempted to contact Remora and he responded. Um, he told me he would give me some information on them, but he also told me he made it out to, to know who this particular Mind Flayer was. He didn't give me a name. I think our connection got severed before he could, but it seemed as if he was worried. Wait, who's Remora? He's the creator of the four orbs. Oh yeah. At that, I'm gonna put my hand on the pouch. <laughs> Uh, yes, the uh, the same same one I spoke to when I was in Yin that took me back to Lathansis. Yeah. Wow. Everybody's having visions. Well, it it seems that they just had a magical link, not necessarily a vision, just a conversation. Um, you you said you got cut off. Uh, yes, just before he presumably spoke the name of this mind flare. Maybe that would help to have it. Do, have you checked your library? Do you think? he could have given you the materials in there? I don't know. I'll open my library up right right. then and there. So you open up your library and you look inside and there is one new book and it does appear to be some sort of reading material on uh, mind flayers, but it is all in deep speech. Sweet. I can read it. (laughs) I'll uh, take it out and close the library up. Uh, actually, he did. It's right here. 
It's called Mind Flayers for You. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't nice. know what it's called. <laughs> we'll say it is called The Ones from the Deep. When he pulls it out, did he pull it out yet? Mm -hmm. What? What language is that? Oh, actually, that's deep speech. I can read that. What? what? <laughs> hey, man, I got it written down. I don't know why, but I got it. <laughs> well, I don't want to feel left out. I'm going to use comprehend language. What the fuck? You know deep speech? Yes. <laughs> Just knows it. It says it. It's an old pencil, too. Like, that's been there. Well, don't you get to pick an extra language? You get to pick. Uh, you get to pick one per intelligence modifier, I think, when you start. We're it's both like human. the second one I have written down. Yeah, because I had Yo. common, and then I also got to choose yeah. one. Finch has common, deep speech, high speech, sylvan. And thieves can. Oh. And thieves oh, can. from being a I ranger you, and a rogue. I bet you learned it from, like, a... The criminal class or something like that? The criminal background? Yeah, yeah that, that that would make some sense. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You how know is, deep speech. How is it that you know deep speech, high speech, and Sylvan, but you can't talk to Pivak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh. It's, the way, it's the way it is, man. Shit. <laughs> I just know several dead languages. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know Sylvan too? Yeah, dude. <laughs> How do you know Sylvan? You tell me. You help me create him. See, now would be one of those one of those times where I would say, I wish y'all could see the look on Dave's face, but you yeah. could. I mean, <laughs> okay, well, he is Crimson Command. Does that have anything from, to do with it? Well, Sylvan is like the language Druid. of the Druids, right? Yeah, Sylvan. Was it maybe like near where I was living? But like where they spoke it. Is that the language that only druids know? Is that still a thing? Uh, it was a thing. I don't know if it still is. How many more languages are there? There's a lot of There's languages. Tons. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like dozens. I can't remember where they are in the book. They're um. Oh, just found them. So what's the ones you know? Deep speech, Sylvan. We we made up high speech because I was like I would foe be a rich person. Okay, yeah, that's like noble. Yeah. Noble and, language. And then I, I gained thieves can't later on. Apparently they changed the druid language to druidic. The secret language of the dwarves. So it's no longer sylvan. Okay. And so sylvan is fey creatures. That makes sense. So you know sylvan, deep speech, and high speech. And then you know thieves can't. So you know two exotic languages and one basic, like a high like a high speech of common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can, I can be pompous. I can, I can bullshit the bullshitters. That uh, is ridiculous. I had no clue you knew these languages. <laughs> I haven't really had, like, it's not often we come across a language I can read that ain't common, so I don't talk about it too much. Uh, what's you, your favorite enemy? Do you have a favorite enemy? Uh, yeah, I think it was rich people. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're <laughs> the high speech. That's and, the high speech. And creatures of the void. And that's, that's deep speech. That's deep speech. Yep. All right. So you chose creatures of the void with the second favorite enemy probably after... Gamor. Yes. And that's like the between the planes people, right? Or, no, that's Grixolus. Yeah. Oh, shit. What? The void at? Dude, Vorin's from the void. Or maybe. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> if only you guys had spent an extra three hours here last yeah. Sunday, you might know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. tried to stick it out. Yeah, after, uh, after our charity event, me, Riot, and Colby chatted for... Till midnight, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It was, like you, I know you stuck it out for a while with us. Yeah, but, but we went so much further. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. Yeah, and that um, inspired me to start re-listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anything else? Uh, oh. I mean, well, I just pulled this book out. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's right. God, Shit. Dave. Yeah, go for it. Trying to cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he did leave me a book. It's it's right here. Now pull it out. Show it to everybody. He said the title was the ones, uh, the ones from the deep. From the deep. The ones from the deep. Yeah. It appears to be called the ones from the deep. I'll kind of just like look at it. What language is that? Uh, it appears to be deep speech. Hmm. So Ramor just leaves you books? Sometimes, yes. It's kind of neat. And I'll just kind of cock my head to the side as I'm trying to read what the front of this book says. Yeah. What does deep speech look like? Uh. I know it's wing ding. I know it says it's based on something. <laughs> Pictures of octopuses in like yeah, I picture it very like tentacly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I picture, like a bunch of squiggly lines yeah. and shit. Deep speech is based off of oh well, the script has got a dash. It's through. like metal band script where you can't maybe, read a damn thing. Maybe there's yeah. not a script technically. 
Mm. Um, so it's like uh, the arrival. Oh yeah. I didn't actually see that movie. I really wanted I, to, but I that's didn't do it. One of my favorite. It's a great movie. Ever. The we'll language see. in that is crazy. It's you, awesome. You know what we'll say it is? It looks like a really weird Morse code. They're like dots and dashes. And dots shit. and dashes, and we'll say swirls as well, like squigglies, tildes, and it's just a bunch of that. Okay. Okay. I also like, like Matt's idea where it looks like metal band font. Where it's just <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like that too. Maybe whatever they write in common, it's all metal font. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, hopefully you find something helpful in that. Um, if not, uh, maybe I can help you speak to Ramora a little bit longer next time. If we need more help. Oh uh, yes, that's a good idea time comes when I need to contact him again we'll, uh, we'll see if we can extend that link nope I guess uh, we'll let you get to reading I'm already reading okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so the day ends and you'll go to sleep and the next day we will arrive in Planport. port